Have you ever found a piece of jewelry that spoke to your soul? Imagine finding a piece that not only adorns your body, but also tells your unique story. How would that look for you? Well, welcome back to another episode of Shine on Success. I am Dion Malice, your host, and this is where we illuminate the paths of those who shine bright in their fields. Today, we're thrilled to have Suzanne Dunn, the visionary behind Suzanne Dunn Jewelry, a brand that marries luxury with a social conscience. Born from a profound vision and Suzanne's remarkable journey from aspiring medical professional to a beacon of hope and empowerment through jewelry design, her story is a testament to the power of faith, perseverance, and the art of storytelling through design. Let's dive into how Suzanne's journey and her creations inspire and empower. Welcome, Suzanne. I'm so glad to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so very much, Dion. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited when I, you know, found out that you were interested in being on here. I was super excited. I love jewelry and I love positivity and they just combining it together is beautiful. And, and I, it's just remarkable what you're doing. So you. you transitioned from a medical career to jewelry design. It's a really bold move, right? That's just complete opposites. Right. What was what was the pivotal, I'm sorry, pivotal moment that led you to pursue your passion for design and storytelling through jewelry? Um, so I was actually, um, I had taken a little time off from medical school um, and I was working with um, a clinic, a mental health clinic. Okay. And there was a, an executive assistant there and she and I we became close. And one day she came in, she was crying and she said that um, her daughter, her five-year-old daughter was in the hospital. with an, She had had an asthma episode and she was there by herself because her husband was out of town. So I said, oh, wow, why are you here? She said, well, because my boss, um, that was the, the CEO um, of, the, of the clinic, she needs me. And I said, but, you know, you already got her ready. She said, yeah, but you know how she is. So I said, anyway, let's pack up because you have to get back to the hospital. I had no kids at the time. Okay. And her boss came out. And she said, may I please speak to you? And she said, of course. So she went in and she came up crying about 10 minutes later. And I said, what's going on? And before she could answer, um, her her supervisor, her boss came out and had her hand like at her hip. And she said, um, so what's it going to be? Your, your job or your child? What? And I had never, I didn't even know that was a legal question. I didn't know. I was shocked. So of course, I, I continue packing like crickets quickly and I'm just like Dolly you have to leave and she she looked at me and she started crying and she's like Suzanne I can't leave because my husband would kill me if I lost the job what? I said well your daughter is five years old and she's in the hospital and she said I'm so sorry I can't and I left that day Dion I left crying and I had no kids of my own at my at the time and I said God okay so I'm heading into this medical field but I said you have to give me something I need to do something I need a business on my own I cannot I can't do it I cannot have anyone put me in that situation and after three days of, of praying and fasting, because I, I am a believer, he, the answer came to me and he said, um, jewelry. But the funny thing is that I was in a church that didn't allow me to wear jewelry. No jewelry, no makeup, no pants. I couldn't perm my hair. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, the yeah. opposite, right? Like it's opposite. Completely, yeah, completely it's, opposite. You seem to pivot, right? It's amazing what you're doing. So go ahead. Tell, tell your story. And so I said, jewelry? I said, you're going to get me kicked out of church. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no way, no way. But I, you know, in obedience, in the spirit of obedience, I went ahead and I ordered some jewelry that I thought I would love. And when it came, I put everything on my kitchen counter and 
They were hideous, hideous. <laughs> and I was like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> and I started crying out and I'm like, God, you told me jewelry. I ordered this is hideous. I can't do this. And he said, you're going to make it. And that was weird because I'd never made, I'd strung like bottle caps on, 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 on shells because I'm from Jamaica. Okay. So I'm strung bottle caps and shells on string but nothing ever like jewelry. So I said, okay. So I started ordering pieces. I prayed and I ordered these tools. I didn't know how to use it. I would call stores and say, so I have, you know, a crimper, but what crimper be like, what do I use? And, and people kind of thought I was a little bit strange because they're like, she's ordering these things. She doesn't know how to use them. But I'm like, <laughs> God, you're going to teach me. You're going to teach me. And, um, <laughs> And that's basically how my jewelry story started and a quick story. So I didn't know anything about jewelry to the point that, do you remember Radio Shack? Of course. I just asked my husband if Radio Shack was still open. Oh my goodness. I went to Radio Shack because I had some little wire um, rings. Okay. I know they're called, they're they're called um, ring, um, jump rings. Okay. And I had to close them because when I made the jewelry, I realized that the pieces would slip off. So I had to find a way to close them. So I went online and it said I needed to solder them. So I didn't know anything about jewelry. I thought I said Radio Shack has solder. I didn't know that there was a difference between jewelry solder and regular solder for <laughs> electric circuits. I no idea, right. So I went into Radio Shack and the guy's like, so what do you need? I said, silver solder. He's like, what are you making? I said, jewelry. He said, jewelry. He said, are you sure you need solder? I said, yes, I need solder. I'm here. I need solder. <laughs> so he sold me a, like an electric um electric solder machine and, and a reel of solder wire and I tr- I went home and I'm trying to put it on sterling silver and it's just not sticking it keeps falling off so I went to Home Depot and I got sandpaper and I'm I'm, I'm sanding the metal down to see if it will stick. <laughs> oh my goodness! And you I had no idea what you were doing. Not no. zero. Zero idea. But do you know what, Dion? For whatever reason, when I was done, like botching that whole thing and fixing it and whatever, people loved the jewelry. And they even asked me, like, what school did you go to? And I'm like, what? Am I gonna go to school? That is so great. How long have you been how long have you been creating jewelry? That was in 2002. And we're now in 2024, so that's 22 years. <laughs> how long have you, how long have you, you, you don't live in Jamaica now, right? No, I live in New York now. Okay, so how long have you been here in America? Uh, so I came in 1997. Yeah. I, I try not to calculate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, but this whole jewelry um, episode started when I was actually in Florida. It did. Back in 2022. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, yeah. In reading through some of your information, I, I know that you faced some significant challenges on your path to success. Can you share a moment of adversity and how you pushed through to the other side, keeping your vision alive? Um, okay, so when I moved to New York, I moved with my three children all under the age of eight. And I, I the, my third was actually two weeks old when I moved from Florida to Miami. And um, shortly after, my husband followed from Miami, and then we went through a separation, which led to a divorce. Okay. Um, he was the sole breadwinner at the time. I was a stay-at-home mom. And when he left, unfortunately, he left. Um, so that meant no kid, like nothing. No help, no nothing. And we ended up moving to a basement from a beautiful duplex that we had here in the city. Um, and we moved to a basement. 
And all this time I'm designing, you know, I'm, I'm doing my jewelry. I had already gone to the GIA. I was doing online courses. I'd gone out to California, I'd done all of that. And I said, I have to launch this business. And I'm thinking, but how am I going to launch this business? I'm living in a basement. I wasn't able to take any furniture to the basement because it was an illegal basement. So we're sleeping on mattresses on the floor. And I'm like, Suzanne, what are you doing? And I'm like, I cannot give up this dream. I'm like, I've worked too hard and I owe it to my collectors. I call them collectors. I owe it to my collectors to continue with this dream. And I have to do it. Like jewelry is now, jewelry had now become like my thing, my passion. So were you working another job or you were just doing jewelry? I was working another job. I was substitute teaching at the time. Wow. Okay. Substitute teaching. But even so, it wasn't enough. No. to get me in into a place in New York because New York, the rent is astronomically high. I'm sure. Um, and so we were sleeping on mattresses on the floor in this basement with no furniture. And that's where I launched my website, Suzanne Dunn Jewelry. And I remember the night we launched, I, I clicked the go live button. It was just myself and my kids and we we toasted in like 90, 99 cents plastic cups um, with Martinelli's apple cider, sparkling cider. And that was the beginning of Suzanne Dunn Jewelry officially. And then about a year after, still in the basement, there was a flood. And we were not allowed to return to that basement because it was so bad. Oh, no. We'd lost, like, a lot of things. I, was, I, I, I stayed in, in packing mode. I had packed and I was ready to go because I knew one day God was going to show me to, to a place and I was going to be able to afford it. But we did lose a lot of things um, because of the flood. And we weren't able to go back to the basement. Um, and from there, I ended up in a New York City homeless shelter. Oh, no. Um, with your kids? And with my kids. And how old were kids. they at that time? Uh, so at that time, they were 10, 8, and the little one was 6. It was no 11. It was 11, 9, and 6. Wow. How and I remember the night. We got, I dropped them off to school. We left the hotel because we were in a hotel for three days before that happened. So I dropped them off at school as usual. I didn't say anything to them. I went and I bought some suitcases and went back to the, to the basement and tried to get what I could. And I picked them up in the afternoon and I said, so guys, we're going to, we're going to find a home. We're going to go to some place and it's going to help us to find a home. And the little ones were so excited. And the big one, I told him exactly where we were going. And he was not having it because he's like this life. I don't know anything about it. I wasn't raised this way. Like, this is crazy to me. But he said, you know what, mom, I trust you. And I said, trust me, but I need to trust God also. And we were there at the processing center. And I remember the little ones, they were playing and they were running around and they were having a great time. And I'm saying to God, I'm like, God, I, I, I trust you. I said, only you, because I've never been in a situation like this before. I have my three kids. They're looking to me for an answer. And I'm looking to you for an answer because I do not have a clue as to what is going to meet me. I had never seen a shelter before. I'd heard horrible stories about them. And Dion, I was terrified, but I kept saying, God, you brought me to this place. You brought me to New York. You're going to see me through. <clears throat> and so we got placed um, in an apartment. Um, and how it is, the family shelters, they, it's an apartment building. So we were in an apartment by ourselves. And for the first time, I remember when I opened the door, I was shocked because we had been in that basement for almost three years. And when I opened the door, Dion, there were beds, two bedrooms, and there were real beds. How long were you at the shelter? 
Um, no, well, I was at a shelter for eight months, but I was in the basement for three years. Okay, so three years in the basement, eight months. Eight months in the shelter. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And the, more, the day I went to the shelter, the morning I went to the shelter, I was just, I couldn't stop giving God thanks because I had seen, excuse me, I had seen God work in amazing ways. I opened that door, the representative opened the door and I saw two bedrooms and the bedrooms had beds. There were chests of drawers, there were dressers, there was furniture, it was an apartment. And at that point, the Holy Spirit said to me, the place where you were was more like a shelter. That was the scary part. This is actually better. And it was ironic because people have always, you know, you hear about shelters and you're like, it couldn't be a good place. But this place was clean. The building was new. I mean, Dion, I couldn't have asked for better. And I said, this is only you, God. And I remember putting my kids to bed and they said, Mom, we're on beds. That's so amazing. And beds. Um, and the biggest, my biggest lesson there was the following morning when I woke up and my six-year-old said to me, Mommy, it's snowing. And I said, okay. And when he looked, he's like, mom, but we can see the snow. It's coming from the sky. It's clean snow because from the basement, your eye level is low. So you're just seeing the snow after people have stepped in it and the car, right? So it's dirty snow. And he's like, mom, this is clean snow. And I can see it from the sky. And he's like, the windows, the windows are so big. And he's like, I can see it. And he sat there for about an hour. He's like, you know, thank you, God. And that's when I jumped out of bed and I'm like, you know what? This is this is it. This is this is where we are temporarily, but this does not define us. This is not going to keep. We're not going to stay here. And I just kept going, and I kept going, and I kept teaching, and kept building the business. And in that shelter, in those eight months, is where I came up with my second collection mantra, mantra, um, which is now on the website. So tell us about the jewelry collection. Tell us how you got there and what you're doing now. And you know, I know you love women and empowering women, and you're an you're an empowered woman yourself. Watching what you went through, hearing what you went through, you know, it's it's you are the American dream. <laughs> Thank you. Um, gosh, the jewelry. The jewelry means so much. It means so much to me. Um, and it means so much to my collectors because there are two collections, the finished collections right now, it's Gears of Life and Mantra. And Gears of Life, all the collections are, all my pieces are in 18 karat gold and sterling silver. Okay. Um, and 18 karat gold I chose because I also see them as heirloom collections because if I'm telling stories, I need these stories to last. Um, and so I create all my pieces in 18 karat gold and there's also the sterling silver option. Um, and the Gears of Life collection, that was my first one. And that was just, just from my journey. And I said that there are certain gears that you have to have in life. And for me, it's faith, love. You have to believe in yourself. You have to dream big and you just have to be inspired. You have to know just to keep going. And so the dream, the five gears, um, are, are presented in the Gears of Life collection. Then you have mantra, um, blessed faith and love, because those are words that I know that, not only did they take me through my journey, but they have taken many people through their journeys. Um, and then on the other side of the business, there is the custom the custom jewelry side. And that side is where I really tell my collector stories. Um, they come into me and I, you know, I ask them to bring in pictures that mean something to them, candles, anything that makes them feel really good. And then I create a mood board from that. Okay. Um, and then I create their piece, but depending on whatever event they'd like to celebrate or who they'd like to give it to. And then once all the pieces are done, once a piece is done, they're then presented with a book 
And that book tells the story of the piece from sketch all the way to the finished piece. That is incredible. Mm -hmm. What a great idea. And it's like such a spiritual journey for you. I I feel that just in talking to you. So on that note, can you walk us through the creative process and how you infuse your faith and inspiration into each piece? So before I start any collection, before I start any custom piece, the first thing I do is pray because um, I know that my designs come from God and this whole thing is completely based on God. So I, I pray and um, and then if it's a finished piece, I envision like what it is that I would like to finish, meaning that I created it's not a custom piece. So I then think about what it is that I would like to to say. And then I'll visit museums because I love museums. Um, I'll walk around New York City because I get so much inspiration from there. I'll I'll go, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I bet that is such a fun thing to do. It is. It is. And then I start picking um, things, whether it be lines, gears, shapes, sounds, smells. um, And then I allow that to lead me. If it's a custom piece, then I allow the person's story to lead me. I allow um, things that he or she likes, things that he or she might have said in passing and didn't even realize I was making a connection to it. But um, because I want my pieces not to be just trendy, but I want them to be pieces that tell stories. I want them, as you wear my piece, I want you to understand and I want you to believe in yourself. And I want you to really understand that every single thing that you face, every challenge that you face, God has already given you everything already inside you to face that and to be victorious. And so sometimes you need a reminder to remind you that you're loved or remind you that you're blessed or remind you that, remind you to laugh, remind you to be yourself. Um, And that's where a lot of my inspiration is, all my inspiration. (laughs) So you have two collections right now, right? So is there a third on the horizon? There is. (laughs) And I'm sure you don't want to tell yet what it is, but... um, (laughs) It's not a secret. I don't want to give it give it away too much, um, but it does have something to do with circuits and Radio Shack. Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Radio Shack, that's so funny. I can't even believe I thought about it the other day and you said that on here because I, I, mean, I used to go there all the time too. Radio Shack was a big deal when it was here. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. And I will definitely share your link with everyone in, in our Thank audience. You. All of my, everyone I know I'm going to share. This fits everything that I believe in. And so tell me that. So as an entrepreneur, how do you market your jewelry business? How did you get to where you are today, marketing-wise? A lot of trial and error. A lot of trial and error. A lot of, um, because for a long time, I was like a one-man show. You know, I did everything. And so I marketed by word of mouth. I went to trade shows. I would network. Um, I did little ads on, on you know, Google or Facebook <laughs> from time to time um, until finally I hired um, a, a, a marketing um, specialist. And she is now handling my marketing, thank God, because... I- Learning to delegate. Isn't it amazing how that feels when you delegate things? Yes, it is. It is. Um, And it's funny because even so I'm now my sterling silver mantra pieces are now being sold on walmart.com. And they reached out to me and I don't know like how. And they said they were a little bit, you know, the, the lines that they had for fine jewelry were very simple, you know, very solitary, solitary necklaces, but they wanted something with a little bit of a designer flair. And I was the first designer who 
who they decided to go with. And I didn't apply. And I have no idea how that came up. And I'm not sure where they found me. They couldn't tell me. Um, wow. So, yeah, so I'm now on Walmart.com also. All your marketing worked, right? It all worked. And <laughs> you know, worked. with faith behind you, you can't, I mean, having faith, that's the, the biggest thing that I'm hearing from you today. So I can't wait to see your new collection. And I'm going to, I just, I can't wait to share this with everyone because you Thank are you. such an inspiration to me. You're th- you're talking like Napoleon Hill, thinking grow rich. You're talking it, and you and you haven't really fully read the book yet. And you're living that life. You believe, and you have the goals, and uh, you're 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 just amazing. So, Thank what you. advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs who face obstacles in pursuing their dreams, especially in any creative field like you're in? Because you know there's a lot of competition out there, right? A lot. A lot. So when it comes to any any industry, especially the creative industries, you have to know yourself. You have to you can't just go into it um, hoping and praying like you really have to know what you want and you have to understand that. Although you may know what you want, you may not always have the resources that you need initially. But if you have that drive and if you really have that faith and if you have that grit, what we call the, you know, the New York City grit. Um, we have it in Pittsburgh too, just so you know. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> you have that grit um, to just keep going. It's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And one day the, the doors are going to open, but you cannot. And it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Like you really can't give up and you have to understand that. I had so many people who told me, you're crazy. You know, you're going through a divorce. You don't know anything about jewelry. Um, even before I, I got married, you didn't know anything about jewelry. You're going to Radio Shack. You're, you're, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but you have to know what you believe because even when I was faced with the church, they put me out. They, they did. They, they stripped me of every title I had. Um, and they said I had to leave because they found out that I was making jewelry. So you have to believe in yourself. Not everybody is going to. And you know what? I, I've heard some people say, well, you know, people around me don't. God told me to do this, but people, nobody else believes. When I said, God didn't tell them, he told you. So it's not for them to, to believe in you. Who cares if they believe or not? Who cares what they think, right? Yeah. At this point, especially in my mid-50s, I just don't care anymore. What no, people- no. If you know you're on the right path and this is something that God has led you to, or even if it's even if you, you, you can't say, well, God led me to it, but this is something that you believe in, you just keep going. You keep going and, and, and be true to yourself. You're be true awesome. to yourself. You. Things are not. You may not always market the way other people market. You may not have the resources other people have, have you know, access to. But if you are true to yourself and true to others around you and you walk with integrity, um, then it happens. It happens. So I, I know that part of your mission is to empower women who have overcome adversity, right? Because you've been through more than many women have. And can you share more about the initiatives that Suzanne Dunn Jewelry has in place to support your mission? So right now we are, so what I'm doing with shelters, um, a few shelters here in New York, I have been going back and, and just giving back toiletries, simple toiletries, because while I was there, I realized that I was always blessed to have more than enough, but I realized that those things are big needs, um, feminine project, um, pr- um, products, feminine, you know, hygiene products. Um, we that we take for granted diapers for 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 kids like things that we take for granted. I realize that it's actually very difficult to get um, 
you know, get a hold of. So right now, monthly, um, I do go back to, we do go back to shelters and we do give um, women who are in need and for kids. And also we are now in the middle of um, creating the last part of creating a training program for women who have gone through adversity, whether it be through shelters, we're actually I'm not going to call any names right now, but we're partnering with um, an organization that's going to help us to source women or locate women who would like to learn more about the jewelry industry. Um, and we'll be training them at Suzanne and Jewelry and then from there hiring them. Um, and if they choose to move on to their communities, then they can, but at least they would have a trade, something that they can they can call their own because I've realized that sometimes People just need a second chance. They just need somebody who's willing to take a chance on them um, and to give them that skill and not to look at, not to judge them based on their past, where they're coming from, where they live. Um, so that's what we're doing. Perfectly said. There's going to be a lot of amazing jewelry coming out with you at the helm of teaching them. That's amazing. And I'm so excited to have gotten to know you a little bit today. So what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? Have faith. Have faith. Um, and be resilient. Like, don't take no for an answer. Don't. And I, it's very cliche. We've heard that before, but I, I can't stress it enough. You have to know what you have been called to do, and you have to, you have to stick with it. Never. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Have faith and know what God has called you to do and know that he has much, much greater for you. And um, and regardless of what situation that you're in right now, whether you're in a basement, a shelter, a, a mansion, a, a six-figure job, whatever, wherever you are, understand that um, that's just where you are now. It doesn't define you as a person. So if you're in, a, in an adverse situation, don't take it upon yourself and say, well, this is who I am. This is who I was created to be. That's just, just a bump in the road. Yep, you can, and that's where you are. Don't live in it. We're right. Don't yeah. let it remind you. And that makes so much sense. Yep. So if, if our listeners want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, so they can reach out to me um, easiest on Instagram. And I'm at Suzanne Dunn Jewelry. That's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-D-U-N-N Jewelry. Um, they can also reach out to me on the website. Um, and then through the website and Instagram, they can book. Um, if they'd like to do a consultation, they can book a consultation. And we can take it from there. Or they can simply say hi. <laughs> Great. And thank you so much for being on here today. So, And thank you to our audience for tuning in. We've just had a heartening conversation with Suzanne Dunn, whose journey and work remind us of the extraordinary things we're capable of, capable of achieving with faith, perseverance, and a commitment to making a difference. Remember, every piece of jewelry tells a story, and Suzanne's designs are here to narrate yours. Don't forget to connect with us on social media to continue the conversation and share your own stories of success and resilience. Until next time, Keep shining bright.